0: Portions of the Orders Now podcast are brought to you by proamsports.ca. We return
1: to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X
0: dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Jed. Welcome back, everybody. It is 134 in Edmonton. Some guests on our show. Oilers Now receive gift certificates to the Japanese Village. Three locations, downtown, south side, and north side. Bob Stoffer with you. You can text us at 630-630. We'll get to more texts in and around 147-148 on Oilers now. Pleased to be joined on the line by a one-time Edmonton Oilers draft choice. He is the general manager head coach of the Swift Current Broncos. Manny Vivrios joins us on Oilers now. Manny, how are you doing?
1: Fine, thanks, Bob. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, It went 7 It was a battle against Regina. Tell us about the series from your perspective. Uh, Was this just a byproduct of two very competitive teams? Regina, of course, built to uh, host the Memorial Cup, and you guys have had one of the top teams in the Western League all year long.
1: Yeah, no, Bob, they were, uh, you know, we knew going in uh, with our playoff setup uh, within our league here, there's a good chance that we're going to play a, a real uh, high-end team in the first round, even though we finished second in our division. Uh, Regina made some uh, significant moves uh, after the trade deadline, and uh, uh, after that trade deadline, the last six weeks of uh, the regular season, they're probably the hottest team in the Western Hockey League, and they're, uh, they're a real good hockey team, and we knew that we had to be be at our best if we had a chance to, to go go forward, and, uh, uh, you know, unfortunate uh, one of the you know one real good team had to go go away for a while up after their after the first rounder but we're pretty fortunate and very happy to be able to go forward here
0: what do you think was the difference in the series how you're able to win in seven games
1: you know, Bob, I think it was the special teams. Um, I think both teams, uh, five on five, kind of played each other pretty well even here. But it was the special teams, uh, in, in my opinion. Uh, our power play was working around 28%. And our penalty kill was working around 82%. And uh, a real physical series the first six games. Um and then the seventh game, it was what uh, wasn't so much as as far as a heavy set type of game, though. But uh, the power play and our penalty kill, in my opinion, there was a difference for us.
0: What was your power? You said your power play was at twenty eight percent. Didn't you guys lead the league in power play during the regular season? Yeah, we were,
1: we were running around uh, at one time at 34%. And then I think at the end of the year, we are just around uh, thirty, between 30 to and 31% here. So that's been a big factor for our club all season long here. And our penalty kill also has uh, contributed also.
0: Manny, uh, I mean, I had this conversation with Craig Simpson about the fact that coaches take ownership over special teams. Uh, I'm sure in your case, you'd probably credit the personnel you have.
1: Well, absolutely. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a joint effort. We uh, all work together here. At my, my associate coaches that we're all heavily involved in everything that we do here. Uh, obviously, I do the last say is my say, but we, uh, we we everything that we do is we discuss. I delegate my responsibilities with my associate coaches, but at the end of the day, um, it, it's uh, it's a group effort, and we're all on the same page.
0: Uh, does it help having Glenn Godwin and you know uh, Alexei Heppenemy and players of that ilk to to drive that power play for you?
1: Certainly, it really is. Uh, You know, they've been; uh, those guys have been. uh, They're they're a really dynamic uh, group together. And uh, we split them up a little bit after after Christmas time in the World Junior tournament, while we were missing some kids. But at the end of the day, towards playoffs, we said, you know, we've won all year with these guys, and we're gonna have to put them back together. And uh, they're uh, they're very special kids, and it's a pleasure to be able to have a chance to to work with them. And I I learned just as much working with those kids as as they learned from me. And uh, uh, you know, they have got a lot of creativity. And they see the ice very well, and uh, they're not afraid to make mistakes. And they'll, they'll try it, but they they won't uh, if they do make a mistake. Uh, they're, they're very coachable, and they're learning to, willing to learn and, and change. And that's something that makes them very special.
0: Manny Vivrios joining us, head coach of the Swift current Broncos. They knock off Memorial Cup host Regina in seven games. You heard Manny, twenty eight percent of the power play in the playoffs. Uh, So far, uh, 82% on the PK. And you credit that that is a major reason why you won the series. Now, it was interesting because Stuart Skinner, by my count, in your four victories, had over a 965 save percentage. So he obviously probably was a factor, too. Is that fair?
1: absolutely the, the, the steward was outstanding especially in game seven here uh he was uh he really you know put up a wall he killed a lot of the momentum that regina had uh throughout that series and those four wins that we had there and he was really good and you know what everybody says you know your best telling killer is your goaltender and he was really outstanding during the series
0: what does he specifically do well as a goaltender, from your perspective, I mean, he, he's a bigger guy. Some bigger guys are blockers. Is there something about his, you know, his head placement and his ability to track the puck, or is it his competitiveness? Is he athletic for like? Is there because this is an ordered draft choice we're talking about here, Manny?
1: Bobby a combination of everything. He, like he's a big bodied young man, but he's very athletic. Like he moves in the net real quick side to side laterally. And what I liked was impressed about him and since he's been with us since the trade deadline is when you get a chance to see him in practice, um, there's not a whole lot of rebounds. And, uh, and we do a lot of practices where we're shooting for rebounds as far as, you know, for that secondary scoring or that second chance scoring off, off rebound shots, and our kids get frustrated because he doesn't give up a whole lot of rebounds, or if he does have rebounds, they're going into safe areas in the corners and stuff. They don't lie around our net front area, so uh, i has been quite impressive to be able to watch him on a daily basis.
0: Doug from St. Albert has texted us on our Westlock Ford text line at 630-630. Bob, can you ask Manny on his power plate formation numbers are impressive so what do you run a, a one three one what type of uh, you know with a middle bumper or what do you do in the power play Manny
1: you know Bob we're uh, I wouldn't say it's a one three one we we move a lot. Um, we do have guys that uh, interchange. Uh, if you want to call it a traditional one-three-one, one though, but our guy in the bumper, uh, he doesn't stay there very long. And uh, we move around, interchange with, uh, we'll, we'll go with the four-forward, one-defenseman uh, uh, setup. But uh, all our guys uh, up top and down low, we're moving quite a bit. And then, uh, uh, you know, we're trying to get get the boxer, you know, their formation to break down a little bit. And then um, with the idea of getting the puck to net as quick as possible also, too. So we're moving. In and through that, it does make a difference a lot of times uh, to to be able to break down, but we always... You know, teaching our kids is the best way to break down a penalty kill is, is through a shot first. So and it's had some success over the last uh, uh, year and a half, that's for sure.
0: Well, get the puck to the net, outman man him on the power play, it's the recipe often for success. Manny Vivrios joins us right now in Oilers now. He's the GM head coach of the Swift Current Broncos. Just before we get to the upcoming series, I'd be remiss without asking about Cameron Hebig. He scored six goals against you in the series. He is an Oilers prospect. How did he look?
1: He looked really good. Unfortunately for us, he looked really good at that time. But it, I think the Oilers uh, uh, organization is very happy to have him. I and mean, he's an outstanding skater. He's really quick, and he does have a, a nose around the net too. And he's not a big, uh, big uh, man by any means. but he's not afraid to go to the dirty areas. And uh, we uh, did everything we possibly could to, uh, to shut him down. But uh, you know, kids at, at, at this level that are, are especially skilled like that, there's only so much you can do. And uh, when he had an opportunity, he certainly finished. But uh, he was really good. He's someone who really had to
0: watch every every time we played. Well, I mean, he led the team in scoring in the series, so obviously, you know, he, I mean, I know he could shoot the puck, and that's always uh, an issue. I mean, uh, he had some impressive numbers: six goals and eight points in the uh, in the series. All right, up next, Moose Jaw. This was predicted literally all season long, and maybe it's a failure in the WHL's playoff uh, bracketing that uh, these two teams end up meeting in the oh. second round. But you guys have been you duked it out, you tried to chase them down for top spot in the. Uh, Western Hockey League during the regular season. Um, They got pushed hard by Prince Albert, didn't they, Manny?
1: They certainly did. Uh, By no surprise, Uh, Prince Albert also was one of uh, the, you know, the hotter clubs uh, towards the end of the regular season also too and very well coached hockey team and we knew that they would give uh, Moose Jaw a run for their money. Um, But Moose Jaw is Moose Jaw. You know, they've been uh, uh, at the top of the rankings of the Canadian CHL all season long here. Um, Well coached, very, very deep hockey team and, and very fast and uh, it's going to make for a real good series here. We've uh, played them this year. We've been, I like think it's, we're 3 and 3 against these guys this year, or 4 and 4. There's been some really good hockey games. And obviously, they're our rivals. And they're just down the road from us. So it's going to be a intense and a real passionate series.
0: Manny, didn't you play them last year in the playoffs?
1: Yeah, we did. We played them last year in the first round, and we ended up going seven games also. Did you win or lose? We ended up winning that one.
0: What? All right, that's last year. Are, are you better in any position than you were last year?
1: Well, we like to think we are—we're uh, deeper. we're certainly deeper in uh, in our uh, in our club, um, you know, as far as uh, uh, four lines and uh, and six defensemen. We're we're certainly a lot deeper than we were last year, and, and so is uh, uh, Musha also too. They've made some uh, 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 trade uh, trades at the trade deadline, and they're uh, they're strong also too. So I think it's going to be a really good matchup. Well, hey, uh, uh
0: didn't get uh, Clegg from Brandon I mean that's a that's a top end defenseman in your league so that's going to help him out uh, you guys do you not have the size advantage I mean you mentioned they're quick do you not have a little bit more size in them uh, further down the lineup sort of lines two three and four
1: I think it's an even matchup. You know, we have a, a few players that are smaller, also too, are very fast, but they have some heavy guys up front, also too. So, but they can move, and the thing with that is both both teams uh, up front and on the back end are mobile, and uh, so it's uh, it's going to be a real good matchup. It's going to be a, a physical, very heavy, and very fast series.
0: Well, I, I'm going to be looking forward to following that, Manny. We wish you the best of luck. Thank you for taking time and joining us here in Oilers now. Thanks very much, Bob. You bet. That is Manny Vivrios. He was a, uh, we've talked about it before, uh, of the 66 borns uh, and guys in their early 50s listening to this show, I mean, Manny Vivrios, he was a better player than Brian Benny at the same age, and I remember watching him in the 85 Memorial Cup. I mean, I played against him. He wouldn't remember me because I was a little bit further down the food chain than him, but he was simply on another level, and I remember the 85 Memorial Cup, I think they had a a play, I should have asked him about it, where... uh, Basically, they, he, he was on the PK, and they, they forced players into the middle of the ice, and Vivrios who was a defenseman, would strip the player bringing the puck up the ice and go the other way, score two goals that way during the course of the Memorial Cup Championship that year. Um, this is a name you might be hearing more of in the future, because it wouldn't surprise me if there's uh, multiple NHL organizations uh, looking at uh, Manny Vivrios as we speak. All right. It one forty five in Edmonton. This is Oilers now. The best pizza in the city. Still making a great Royal Pizza. Multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original Royal Pizza... In Old Strathcona, Royal Pizza has been Edmonton-owned and operated for 48-plus years. The staffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean Chicken. I, I had it last night from the uh, Blue Quill uh, location. Sandy and the gang down at uh, Royal Pizza. Royal Pizza still making a great second spot now in Shore Park. Brand new location in Spruce Grove. Uh, we'll get to some of your texts. Get to this day in orders history when we return in orders now. showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca. That's ProAmSports.ca. Hi, this is Ryan Ningen Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. 148 in Edmonton. Portions of Oilers Now brought to you by our friends at World Floor Coverings. Tell them Oilers Now sent you. You can receive two times the air miles reward miles on your flooring purchases at World Floor Coverings where... They know a little about hockey. Don't tell Daryl Cook he knows a little about hockey. He'll tell you he knows a lot. Uh, They know a lot about flooring at World Floor Coverings. Two, this day in Oilers history for New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years, looking at going on a river cruise in Europe for 2018. New West Travel's got great rates on fabulous cruises. April 4th, 1984. Playoffs? Yari Curry records his first playoff hat-trick. The Edmonton Oilers whipped the Winnipeg Jets 9-2. I was at that game that night. The day, I believe I was there with a buddy of mine, Mark Ramuda. This day in Oilers history was brought to you by Newest Travel. Again, great. Or maybe it was Darren Hamilton took me to that one. Uh... Great uh, travel deals for weddings, honeymoons, golf packages, and employee corporate reward trips. Call the friendly staff at uh, New West Travel, 780-432-7446, or go online at newwesttravel.com. All right, all right, all right. Uh, Speaking of Ryan Nugent Hopkins, up front today, back at practice, he's been dealing with a bit of a core issue. He uh, was with Connor McDavid and Ty Ratty. Leon Dreisettle had Jujar Khera and Yessa Pugliarvi on his wings today. Ryan Strom had Milan Lucic on left wing and Drake Kajula on right wing. The fourth line, which was the best line against both Calgary and Minnesota. uh, Let's not forget Anton Slepeshev missed a wide open net on a great setup from Mike Camilleri. Who, in fairness to Camilleri, he's been decent since coming over. He's been relatively productive at 35. Interesting guy. He's a, he's a smart player. Uh, Mike Camilleri centering Anton Slebeshev and uh, Zach Cassian. So Pontus Aberg and Uro Pakarinen were the extra forwards today. Uh, on defense, only five defensemen. Uh, Sekera will not play again this season. Uh, Tweak to his uh, knee that uh, kept him out of the first 45 or so games this year after that torn ACL. And uh, Johanna 2 got drilled in the back of a leg on a shot from a point. I don't think he's going to be uh, playing uh, anytime soon either. Uh, the owners are going to have to make a move and call somebody up from the farm. Uh, Keegan Lowe would make a... Uh, if you were to guess Keegan Lowell, that would probably be a pretty good guess given the fact that he's been recalled a couple times. Deserves a game. He's had a strong year down at Bakersfield, who are in action tonight. Craig Simpson pointed out on Twitter that Bakersfield's run out of healthy defensemen as well. I, I've neglected to ask, Craig. I don't think Dylan Simpson's uh, at 100% these days either. He's a one of the depth defensemen for the Oilers who saw some action uh, briefly last season. Let's hit on a couple more things. Uh, Western Hockey League with Manny Vivrios. We talked about the fact that Kyler Yamamoto and Tyler Benson both eliminated from the WHL playoffs. Could see Benson for sure going to Bakersfield. Yamamoto missed the final three regular season games and gutted it out during the playoffs. I don't know how healthy he is at this time. Uh, I, I was led to believe it was a lower body issue for him, so that might limit uh, the the option or the orders might just let you know five games left uh, after tonight for the American Hockey League in Bakersfield. Maybe Yamamoto doesn't end up uh, concluding the season in the AHL. Again, you can text us at six thirty six thirty. Uh, tweet us at orders now. Uh, Bob uh, out of Provost, uh, Did Royal Pizza cure you after the tooth doctor? <laughs> I really think having Benson play another year in junior after missing so much time isn't a bad developmental model for him. It's not standard to do that with second-round picks, but most don't miss a year. Be a star player in the dub rather than a below-average AHL guy. I I would say Benson was a star player this year in the Western Hockey League. Um, I'm just thinking Tyler Toffoli went back to junior after scoring 50 goals one year. So he had back-to-back seasons. Uh, where he scored 50-plus for the Ottawa 67s, but did not go back for a third year after being drafted. He was a second-round draft choice. I mean, if the Oilers could somehow have Benson turn out to be half as good a player at the NHL level as Toffoli's been, that would be a pretty useful hockey player. Tyler Toffoli's a good guy. He's been a little bit streaky this year. The Fizzler texts the show, Bob, why don't you read any texts that are critical of the old boys? You talk about them all the time, so you must think the topic is relevant. You have no problem ripping on the fans, and you will lightly criticize some players uh, on the non-boys in the bus management, but it seems like the old boys and kates are off limits. Just curious to why that's the case when you said that the OEG doesn't provide you with a script from the Fizzler. Well, Fizzler... I think Kevin Lowe did a pretty good job for a number of years as the general manager of the Edmonton Oilers. And I think that the majority of the texters to the show after he made that comment would agree. I also think that Craig McTavish, a lot of the media thought Craig McTavish was a top five coach in the NHL, or an excellent coach. Uh, I thought Craig was good. I didn't think he was great. And a lot of the a lot of the the you know a lot of the guys have really criticized the management work that McTavish did. I actually think McTavish did some good things as a manager. So I'm probably less effusive in my fra- uh, praise for Mac T as a coach than others, but probably more supportive of some of the management decisions that he made. He did drive draft uh, Leon Drysital. That was his staff that drafted Dreisaitl. He Got very lucky that Buffalo took Reinhardt ahead of him. Uh, they drafted Darnell Nurse. Now, some would say Erasmus Rasmus and has uh, more tools than Nurse. Uh, I still think Darnell Nurse has lots of room to grow. Saying that, I think Darnell Nurse needs to be signed on a bridge contract at this stage. I don't know if I would sign him yet on a long-term deal. Just my thoughts. Uh, 154 at Edmonton. You can text us at 630-630. Tomorrow, Louis DeBrosk will join us on orders. Now. We'll have a complete preview of the game against Las Vegas. What is coming up tonight? on Reed Wilkins Inside Sports, Brendan Ulrich. Kelly Rudy on tonight, Ryan Smith as well, and uh, U of A Golden Bears offensive lineman, Mark Cordy. Yes, I uh, broadcast Mark's dad's games. I'm dating myself now. There you go. And uh, like Mark, his dad, Brent, played in the East-West Shrine game uh, as a, a player out of the University of Alberta, so we'll see how that uh What transpires in that front moving forward with... I mean, does he get drafted in the NFL draft? Is that a possibility? That'd be a pretty cool thing. We mentioned today is the 50th anniversary of the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. We opened up with In the Name of the Love. uh, And that, of course, is from the U2's 1984 album, The Unforgettable Fire. The 10th and final song on that album is MLK. Uh, We use this song on this show when we uh, honor uh, those that have left us. And... uh, It's appropriate on the 50th anniversary of the assassination of Martin Luther King, Jr., that we leave you with this.
1: Digitex service for any brand in your office. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio six thirty. Chad.